0: It's the Esports Connected podcast, where we welcome members of the Esports Trade Association to share their experiences in the world of esports and gaming. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten. Welcome to Esports Connected. It's just a pleasure to have you to hear about all things 7 a.m. from across the pond. <laughs> a great big welcome to our member, John Smith how are you doing today, John?
1: I'm good, thank you. How about you? How about yourself?
0: Very, very good. Very good. Happy February.
1: Yes, it's this year's going quick already. <laughs> That's how you just started.
0: It is. I see that you have some fancy attire behind you, and I saw a video yesterday, and you're really bringing it today. Let's hear about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we, we managed to get our our brand new jersey professionally produced by a a film company who had models involved and yeah, they, they were really, really hyper hyped to sort of get involved with esports, and, and they'd never done a project like this before. And I just uh, said, there you go, you go for it, you know, look at our brand, look at what we do and, and, and the sort of content they produce and then bring it to us. And yeah, they absolutely smashed out of the park. I had goosebumps uh, when I first watched that video. It was fantastic.
0: Me too. It was really, really well done. I mean, what a launch. Such a great day to have you. Actually, if you want to play the video, you you do have some share screen capabilities. It would be great. And a big congratulations. A lot of collaboration went into that. So tell us.
1: So, yeah, the shirt is produced by a company called Sector 6, who are um, actually based in Texas in the States, uh, and they had never worked with a European organization before, but they really wanted to branch out into the into Europe. So, we were, we were the first esports uh, team for them to work out here in, in Europe. So, for us, we wanted to bring something special to them, get their name out here in Europe, allow them to expand their business, but of course, then, you know, really helping our exposure and also, you know, allowing us to sell shirts in, in two different continents, you know such a small organization on the grand scheme of things to be able to sell our jersey from anyone in Europe and to be sell it in out in the states without having to have you know pay huge shipping fees you know for just one or two orders is, is really good tool for us to have and yeah. certainly helps with our expansion
0: right right tell us a little bit about your expansion
1: so I mean, currently, we wanted to... Initially, it was it was about Europe. We wanted to make sure that we get a good firm hold within Europe. We currently sit within the Benelux region predominantly, and we wanted to make sure that our brand was well-known and that anyone could just see our logo without seeing Team 7AM know ah, that's Team 7AM. That was the whole purpose of the brand in the first place. Everything was thought about with business and marketing in mind. It was all very strategic from, from the beginning. And, you know, within the Benelux region, I, I think we've achieved Achieve that in in the game titles that we operate in we've achieved that home branding and people know our logo and they know who we are um, and they think and the perception is is that we have this high quality content and this humble attitude and and that's exactly what we wanted out, out of this and uh, yeah but but for me it's it's always we should always reach for the stars so if you're going to set a goal then set it set it in front with some milestones in between so that we can continue to hit those milestones whilst getting whilst the bigger pictures continues to build and the bigger picture Picture, of course is international stage and and to be a well-known brand across you know across the world internationally and and for everyone to know who we are and for for me the the north american scene is is a scene that we needed to go into next so 2021. It's about continuing our uh, European brand awareness, you know, through other titles. We have a new game, a new team that will uh, is coming into Team 7AM this week. That's unannounced in a brand new game title in a new country that we've never never operated in in Europe. So we're really excited to get that out. So while continuing to expand our brand over here, we can also start to make our plans to make our brand appearance in North America and 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 the wider and the wider world.
0: Wow. Well, you're a busy guy. You are a busy guy. That is for sure.
1: I need some more time in the day. (laughs) That's for sure.
0: Yeah. You know, what I really get in talking with you and from like the very first time we spoke is your passion. So, you know, the the time does fly when you're just so excited and passionate about what you're doing. And that is so obvious. Yeah. The other thing that I remember that stuck out was something about how long your players have stayed with you. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? I loved your philosophies.
1: Yeah, I th- we we have a number of players that have been with us now almost almost since the beginning, since two years. And uh, we, we one player in particular, Alex, who joined us. He was with us at the very start, and he left us probably about four months in. And uh, yeah, and he came back probably about six months ago. And he, he couldn't find anything else better. He couldn't find a home that suited, and the you know he he couldn't wait to get back here. And I, I was excited to have him back because he's just a fantastic talent. And yeah, f- for me, it just proved that we're doing the right things people want to be here and we get a lot of requests from lots of different people who want to come and work with us come and join the team and i think it's just that humble being that we and that humble persona that we give and it's it's about the players it's not about me you know, it isn't, it isn't about me. I've done, I've done my, I've had my career. I played my games. I traveled all over. I wanted to travel and play tournaments. Won, lost, you know, all of the blood, sweat and lots of tears. I've done that. For me, it's about giving back to everybody else, using my experience and leveraging that and, and, get, and helping all the other players, the community, the esports industry grow and learn from some of the mistakes that I don't think we've learned a, a, from over the last sort of 20 years.
0: Well, maybe what we should start with is what have you done? You know, why 7am? Why don't we start with everything you've done up until now and then maybe talk about what's next?
1: Okay. So 7am was purely purely created because I wanted to do it right. Over the 20 years, I have been in uh, countless number of teams, organizations, some very good, some very bad, and then lots and lots in between. And I learn, I'm a very observant learner, so everything I see I'm learning. I'm learning all day long, every day. I take everything. I take the good and bad from everybody, use that to my advantage, use the good and think about the bad and how I can avoid from doing that. And and I've done that over the years from different players and business people that I've met. And I just saw this gap in in the industry that people seem to split teams. So you're either a professional organization or you're a community. You know, community teams tend to have lots of teams who their skill level isn't normally that good. they just a community. community, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. We need those. And then you have these professional teams who only concentrate on these professional players, but they don't build a community. They just expect or assume people will follow them, and if you if they don't follow you, then they don't follow you. And, and I don't like that. I think well, that's wrong. Well, why can't we do both? Why can't we have a professional structure and be a business whilst build a community, give back to those grassroots uh, communities, give back to those students, get other people involved, engage with everybody around you, and emerge this community which we know has lots and lots of people in it, and then have a professional structure and be competing with with the best that you can compete. And, and that is the purpose of Team 7AM is to do that and bring those two things together and engage with everybody. And it's tiresome. Um, you know, I'm forever talking to people, but you know what? I really enjoy that. I want to do that. I want people to be able to reach out to me. I always sit in Discord, open with people, always happy to chat. Lots of people come in and talk to us. Uh, and that's really, really important for me and my team that everybody feels welcome. First time or a hundredth time, just jump in that channel and say, Hey, without thinking, who are these guys? And, uh, you know, is anyone even going to talk to me?
0: What a great leadership style you're forming. And it sounds like ever evolving.
1: Absolutely leadership is is really important to me managing uh, management in general is something that's really important to me and i've learned lots of skills over from my normal career life my normal day-to-day jobs from managing people and you know one manager in particular taught me a lot about managing people and you know everybody has to be managed differently some people you can you can shout and scream at and they'll be like yeah okay no worries i understand some people need a very very different approach and everybody actually needs to be managed very very differently and individually we can set the same expectations but managing those expectations have to be done differently. And that's no there's, there's no different dealing with people. So just because you don't manage that person and that, that person is a community member who comes in, uh, that person is engaged differently. So you use different engagement methods to engage with them. And it's just about learning who, you, who you're dealing with and actually taking an interest. I think that's the most crucial thing. Take an interest in what they're doing, right. what they're saying. Who are they? What are you doing here? Why, why have you joined our Discord? What do you play? What do you do for fun? You know, always feel free to pop in if you want to it's just being open and empowering the people around you to do the same
0: yeah even though when I when I saw you launch your Jersey brand yesterday I just knew there was it was more than a, more than a shirt you know it's yeah. there's something about what's going on over there across the pond and that's very attractive in your journey that I, I just see growing
1: yeah it, it was a statement. It was a statement from the small ant on a humongous you know ant hill to compared to the misfits and the g twos and the hundred thieves and the the multimillion dollar companies that sit up there. as small ants can produce quality and high quality, and we can be on brand and we can do all the good things that you guys can do without the hundred thousand dollar you know price tag that goes along with it. Of course, it's more difficult for us but it doesn't give, it doesn't excuse for non-high quality content. How big you are doesn't excuse, you know, for non-high quality content. So, for, it was a statement for us, for all the orgs and the, the our competitors that work with us within our region. It was a statement of who we are. And uh, this is only the start. We haven't even started yet. This is only the beginning.
0: Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Wow. So, you, you mentioned challenges. Talk, talk to us, talk to me a little bit about the challenges
1: that you're having? So the, the, the challenges for, for an organization of our size, unfortunately, always comes down to one thing, is financials. If you don't have an investor, if you don't have your own money, and a substantial amount of money to invest, or if you don't you know, have, have sponsors that, that, can, that, can, that can fund you, then you, you, it always comes down to finances. Building a team of great players that don't want a salary is difficult because there's lots of competition. And, you know, yes, our offering as a brand and as a organization and as a management team is probably the best in our level of organization. And I'm more than happy to say that but we have to be realistic that these players want something more and they want some salary and they want that support they want to be able to full time play and then we need to make sure that these guys are covered that's part of our job and we have lost some fantastic players who would have loved to have joined our brand but couldn't because we weren't able to financially support them and that is our biggest challenge i can continue to brand out this business and market the business as we are but Ultimately, we need to get our teams need to catch up in terms of competitiveness and skill. But we can only do that when we can start to support them a bit better financially and attract those bigger and better players. Our attraction is already very, very good, but we miss that crucial thing, which comes down to financials.
0: So, tell me a little bit about that. What does it take? And and I'm going to ask that in a general way because as a as a business person myself my my advanced degree is in industrial organizational psychology so i find it all fascinating and it sounds like you're truly managing your growth taking in smart money managing great players to the best of your abilities am i hearing that right
1: yep absolutely yep
0: okay so tell us a little bit more about what could make a difference from small to mid-sized to large, with your comfort level and your style of leadership, your team, your company, et cetera.
1: I, I think essentially to be able to compete, we we need to make sure that we're competing with other teams at the same level or better. You know, we, we have a great offering already. I've said that. And, you know, being able to give financial support to those players only adds to that value. And it's not just about that value. It's not all just about money. It's what other things can we do for them? So something that in the industry that isn't taken care of. Are all players at this level paying tax on their income? Probably not. Are they paying pensions, contributions? definitely not are they being supported in any other way are they you know are, or are they just you know are we helping make them create themselves a brand so that they can continue to progress themselves as a player are we supporting them mentally from a mental health perspective and a lot of the answers to those questions are partly or no and most of that comes down to financial support. We want to be able to support them better, and we want to be able to employ people. Uh, and to get this industry to a stage where it's a, an actual career path for everybody, people need to be employed. You know, currently that 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 doesn't really happen until you are really on that tier one level with the G2s and the hundred thieves. Um, much below that, that doesn't happen because there's no scope for that. Or there is scope, but organisations and businesses choose not to do that. They take advantage of someone being self-employed, uh, and then there's lots of other issues, like I just said. You know, all those tax issues, and there's no pension contributions, and eventually the the governments uh, will start to pick up on this. They're not they're not silly. They see esports growing and growing and growing and growing, and you know you see on LinkedIn all day these huge numbers that are getting thrown around about the esports world. Well, one day they're going to come knocking and going, "Oh, hey." That's great, you guys. You guys have got this huge industry. Let's talk about tax. Let's let's talk about tax, guys. And then everyone's going to go quiet very, very quickly. And we need to get we need to do that now. We need to support players in other areas. It's not just about the brand and some money. What else can we do to add to our add value uh, to our brand, our business, and more importantly, what else we can give to that player?
0: Right. Yep. There is no greater resource than your people, and you really you've really got that. How many people are on your team?
1: So in as an organization, we sit around 40 in total. Uh, and that's between the teams and the coaches and the management staff.
0: So are you coming to our esports next event, March 22nd and 23rd?
1: Uh, well, I, I would like to. I just need to wait until a, a little bit closer to the time to see what schedules and everything looks like. My wife's about to give birth any day. She's overdue by a week. So it, it literally could be tonight. Uh, it could be tomorrow. So you yeah, just need to, to to see what that looks like. Uh, I'll need to make sure I can take some time off and spend some time with sure. the wife and, and the baby.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank
1: That's
0: you. Wonderful. I didn't realize. Is this your first uh, third. Oh, third! It's so <laughs> quiet over there.
1: They're upstairs. They're well trained. Hopefully, the wife didn't hear that. No, they understand my passion. They understand uh, what I do, and that um, you know that that sometimes I just need to. If I'm in meetings or something, they 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 go and play upstairs, and you know the wife will go upstairs and 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 leave me to it and and let me let me do my work.
0: Yeah, there's. I think there's something to be said. There's there's this people. That are working and they love what they do. It's not really work. So you probably just go from one chair, like you're in to your chair at your dinner table, and you're relating very similarly. And so, you know, not overly stressed or you, you come across as very filled in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I- I just don't think there's any point getting stressed you, you know stress just makes you make wrong decisions or snappy decisions and do i get stressed of course i do I, i'd be sure. lying if i sat here and said i didn't but you have to learn to take yourself away from those situations and go right you know what i'm tired and i, and I say it to the guys because i one one. I'm, I'm the oldest in the organization i'm 33 so i'm the boomer and you know i'll come on and talk to the guys at discord and I'll say you know what guys i'm tired today today's not a good day i'm grumpy i'm gonna go offline i'll catch you guys later If I've got my mobile phone, if you need me, if I've got no meetings, happy days, you just have to admit to yourself, you're tired, you're a bit grumpy, you're a bit stressed. So just take yourself away because you only do things, you know, subconsciously and you start making decisions that you're not really thinking about properly because you're, you're, they're emotional decisions. They're not business decisions. They're not thought through. They're very emotional kind. I'm not in a great mood today. So I, I don't like you did this, whatever it may be. But would you have said the same thing on a day when you're not feeling tired and you're not stressed and you know you're not just feeling a little bit oh, I, I, you know I don't want to be here today?
0: Yeah, I, I can relate to that. As my career advanced and I fell into doing more of what my oh, I loved, or and or like as I walked toward doing what I loved, the unplugging it takes a it takes something. You know, like I yeah. have to make myself unplug. And when you love what you do, it's really it's part of that you talking about the wellness and the mental health yeah. it's amazing how charged back you know we come
1: it, it is and you know what it's really hard because you think to yourself i've got things to do i could do this tonight i could do that tonight but sometimes you just need to just say okay i'm out for the day and uh, go out do something not that we can do that currently of course we're st- we're still locked down but just take yourself away even if it's for a few hours you will feel much much better and you just have to make sure and make a stand and argue with yourself in your head you know you have that argument yeah but you can do all this yeah but just take just take 10 minutes just just chill it's difficult it doesn't always work but it's you have to try
0: i mean from being a player yourself to leading a team and being a father and maintaining a a balance it's it's just really great to see you're really walking the walk.
1: Yeah, it's been a fantastic journey, and I, and you know what? I wouldn't change anything. Absolutely nothing at all. It's you. you. Everybody says it when you're a bit younger that all, everything kind of happens for a reason and you you know and, and it does you know as as a, as a youngster, you don't think that you think everything's against you and you wonder why, but you know what it's all character building, and I'm a much much stronger person and character because of the issues that I faced as a child and as a teenager and i I wouldn't be the man I am today without those, and you re- you look back and realize actually you know what that's fine. I'm strong enough to do that. I'd rather it happen to me than somebody else who mentally probably isn't tough enough to do that. So, you know, I can take that on the chin and carry on.
0: Isn't that great? Because it really is, life really is carrying forward Uh with whatever it is. And none of us are getting out of here (laughs) alive. And we're all getting (laughs) our hits. We're all getting our hits. And I'll tell you, being in community and doing it together. And I can really hear that. Whatever it is you went through, which we you you know, more than welcome to to hear, and it would be fascinating. It sounds like you're bringing forward with your team and really being there.
1: Absolutely. I feel, you know, being 10 years older than most of the guys who sit yeah. uh, within my team, I, I feel, and they all call me dad in a way. And it's just one of those uh, funny memes. And that's absolutely fine. Cause you know what? I I, I will protect those guys until, through thick and thin. I will be the shield. I will take the rubbish. That's my job. That's my responsibility. You know, my my business partner, he is, he's 23 years old. And but you know what? It's my responsibility to take the rubbish that comes with running a business, the pressures and the stresses. He doesn't need that. He's got other things to concentrate on and there'll be time. He can learn from me. I will shield him from all of that and all of the guys. That's my responsibility to do that. I can take that pressure. They don't need to, but they can still learn and you know, in in a good environment where it isn't stressful, it isn't pressurized. And there's nothing wrong with that. And every leader and manager and business owner should take that stance. Your job is to protect the people around you, not to point fingers.
0: That's great. It's just just basics. So, you know, what's different now than probably for you is the acceptance. I remember getting our first video game. And at that time, it wasn't wrong. To play. It wasn't go outside and play with your friends. It was okay mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. It was, we weren't wronged for the choices we made based on our our play. And I don't know if you were part of that, but I was just talking to somebody yesterday that said to me, Megan, imagine when you were playing your first game that you were made wrong to play. And I think the only thing that would be wrong, which I don't like to make things wrong or right. Typically I try to stay in that gray. What, what I do where I could improve is play more just period. You know, we've almost lost the value of how important play is. you know, not just unplugging, but play, you know, what do you play? What makes you tick? Like when, what, what happens when you're not working? You know, how do you take your breaks? So I, I would imagine you might have been part of that.
1: Yeah, I was part of both. So you know, oh. as a, at a younger age, you know, you know, at, at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, you know, playing on the Nintendo and the Mega Drive, the really old consoles. You're absolutely right. It was fine to go and play. You could sit there and play Super Mario all day long, and nobody would would that would is. say a word to you. You could complete Donkey Kong from start to finish. That is right. And, and no one would say nothing. And then forward transform- Forward maybe three or four years and then computers started to get in and, and the bigger consoles, the PlayStations came in and all of a sudden it was like, you can't sit on there all day. Right. You need to go out and play. Huh? What, what, why not? What, why can't I? Why was it okay on the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive and now it's not okay on the PlayStation or a PC or, or whatever, you know, a device you're playing from? I don't know where that transition came from. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know whether it was maybe people think it's a fad at the beginning you know these consoles coming out it was just some fun just some games nobody was worried and i think then when it got a bit more serious and you know people more and more people started to play and it became much more serious than just playing some games that it just didn't suit the lifestyle that all of our parents at that point had, and it wasn't the norm. You know, you you tend to bring up your children similar to how you were brought up. You're obviously trying to adapt to make some changes, and you take those good and bad, right, from your parents, and you try and adapt to make a better upbringing um, for your child. So, yeah, I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that changed, but it definitely changed, and I was a part of both of those changes.
0: Interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about being part of both Changes I was part of 100% that it was okay. And then as a mature adult, I was part of it's not. And now I'm, I'm part of the, the evolution where not only is it okay, it's just absolutely awesome. Yeah. In balance, like everything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So f- for me, so initially playing games, playing you know on the on the on the console was at a very really young age. It didn't really engage me that much. I enjoyed playing those consoles. I generally did, but playing uh, soccer or, or, or football, as we say over here, was much more my passion. As a young age, I didn't want to be sat at home. Matter of fact, I hated computers. I had no interest in computers, no real interest in computer games. That you know, the, the, it just wasn't there. My passion was being out with my friends, playing football. You know, doing the thing doing the boys thing and just messing around having some fun wrestling was huge you know when i was younger so you know we were always wrestling and messing around uh, and 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 that was predominantly my childhood until 13 and then that's when esports hit me and my that that was my fork in the road that was my life changer
0: okay tell me about it
1: okay so really interesting is that i actually left school at 13 years old completely finished left school I didn't engage at all with with school it I, I just wasn't grasped by it it didn't do anything for me I would I was the absolute class clown I would just sit there and mess around making funny noises throwing things at people I just it just didn't capture me it, it did nothing for me uh, so of course uh, I, I didn't get on very well with the teachers and uh, you know as a, as a young kid I, I've always been a bigger bigger guy no no issue there that's just 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 been me so of course kids think they can take advantage of that uh, and try to bully me I didn't stand up for any of that. I didn't take any rubbish as, as a child. So find found myself in trouble either fighting for myself as self-defense or in general just being a bit of a clown. And uh, the school basically just didn't put up with it. And they, they gave us some options and said that either we're going to exclude you from school and we're going to ban you. And all the local schools uh, are in touch with us and they won't accept you either. So you're going to have to travel miles and miles to even go to school. Or you can do home education. We will support you. We will help you. We will send work to you. So my parents said, okay, well, look, my, neither of my parents drove at this point. So there was no other option really for us to do this home education. And they sent no support, nothing. There was actually a scandal in the, in, in the late 90s and the early 2000s in the UK where schools were forcing children to do home education, but not taking them off the register. So they were still taking in the funding for my place and using that funding elsewhere and not actually informing the governing bodies that I now was doing home education. So I got absolutely nothing, no support, no nothing. My dad ran a business of, of, of his own and I went to work. At 13 years old, I went to work with my dad and, you know, was, was helping him just, he was just a window cleaner, you know, it wasn't, wasn't some fantastic business. It was just window cleaning. And I went to help, help him. And one day I walked past the internet CAF and it just piqued my interest. I thought, what is that? Seeing, you know, some computers in there. I'd never played on a computer before, was never interested and uh, went inside. And the the guy that behind the counter, who was the owner of the store said, you know, are you come in to, to play some games. I was like, "What games do you have?" And he said, "What games are you into?" And I thought, I thought the only game I really enjoyed as a kid growing up was, was 007, James Bond. So I thought oh, I quite like shooting games, uh, and I've always had an interest in military and, and army anyway. So for me, shooting games was 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 natural. And uh, he sat me down, and I I started playing Counter Strike, and uh, I never left that place. I, I went, I kept going back every single day. As soon as uh, we fin- I finished work with my dad, I, I took my wages as such because he would pay me for some, my time and I would go straight to the internet cafe and I would start playing counter Strike. And mm-hmm. after a few weeks, the, the owner, uh, Ranjit, said to me, do you not go to school? Like, why are you here uh, every day at this time? Everybody else is at school, but you're here playing games. And then I, explained to him, I explained to him the situation and he was like, okay, fine. You know, if you, as long as your parents know that you're here and you're all good, then no issue. Uh, and then he said to me, well, look, if you're going to come here every day and you, why don't you come in early and you can clean the tables for me, clean the keyboards, the mouses, the monitors, help me set up. And then I'll give you free time on the PC. You don't need to pay. And within a year, I was then working there full-time, learning how to fix PCs, learning how to deal with troubleshoot issues on on the computers while still playing Counter-Strike. Because I learned from a very good team, I was playing for the main team and winning tournaments at the age of 13. And the rest is history.
0: What a a great story. I mean, you're really a legend. So I, I must say I must <laughs> say that word because, you know, it's so easy to let the tennis balls keep hitting you in the face. I'm thinking the machine, you know, yeah. learning that tennis and the balls keep coming and it's so easy to get resigned. It is so easy to sit on the bench at a game. When you're when you're it is easier to be on the bleacher than it is to be on the court. There's just yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And then there's whatever was going on with you at school, whatever it was that the missing that that wasn't provided for you. That should have been, without a doubt. Yeah. And for you to just find a way, it's such a great story. It's such a fragile age such a fragile age faced with so much resignation
1: it, it was really tough. I, and I think the toughest thing I found was the, the social problem. So initially, right. when I first left school, my friends would keep in contact and, you know, oh, okay, you're going to come out on Saturday. We're going to go swimming or we're going to go play football. We're going to do something. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But then, you know, as time went on, those messages stopped coming, those door knocks for, is John coming to play? They stopped happening because I'm now not at school. I'm not with them on a day-to-day basis. I'm not in their social group anymore. That was tough that was really really tough socially to to even though i had friends here on the internet and i could you know play with my team because you know uh, after about a year at the internet cafe my my parents brought me a pc for home so i could i could then play at home because that's what i of course wanted to do so that helped with that but it isn't the same it isn't the social interaction that i was used to for majority of my life being able to just go out and play with friends and now i had to almost learn to re-socialize And you know what? Most of the people playing all day or in the daytime were much older than I were. They were 18, 19, and 20 at the time. So then it was tough to be able to, because they socially didn't want to hang around with you even online because I wasn't in their age group. And the people at the internet cafe, again, were a lot older than me. So they didn't want to socialize with me either because I was much younger than they were. Why would you hang around with a 13, 14-year-old kid as an 18, 19, 20-year-old? You wouldn't do that. And so that isolation was tough right. but i used i focused on my game and focused on playing and focused on learning i have no formal qualifications i've never took a test in my life i have absolutely nothing N- no qualifications zilch i focused on on learning and you know making sure that i could do what i needed to go and do and i i read and i observed and i watched everything nothing got past me i observe Everything all day, every day, and I take everything in, chuck out the bad, take the good, use it to my advantage.
0: That's interesting. This morning, I was talking to one of my brothers, my brother Jim, and for some reason, we brought up Picture Day at school, and it was fascinating. Did you know that on Picture Day, kids? performed best. And I, I, I'm, I'm not a research guru, but here's, here's what I do know. Dress for success, get dressed up, brings something to our, our spirit. So why do kids perform better during picture day? My brother had a, a completely different perception than I did. And he, and he said, because we were special. So we got up a little earlier and our parents took a little more time and we knew it was a special day and we were getting dressed to be special. And what do you know it test results on picture day are off the charts. What a great research. I mean, I don't yeah. have my hands around it, <laughs> but you know, today, here you are in your Jersey. I'll, you know, all, will dappered up and it's <laughs> It is, it's a special jersey. And that man that worked at that cafe made a difference for you, one guy. Uh,
1: uh, absolutely, uh, there's there absolutely no doubt in my mind that Ranjit, who at the time I think was 25, 26, very successful businessman led by his dad and his brother who were very against me working there. Both, him, both his dad and his brother advised him not to do this. Of course, it was illegal at the time. You know, you can't employ somebody sure. at that age. And they both advised him not to do it. Whatever Ranjit saw in me as as a youngster, you know, he, he decided to to carry on and uh, ignore the advice of his father and his brother and to continue, you know, build this this friendship. And I still talk to him now. And he's a huge, successful CEO who lives out in Dubai. as a, a fantastic, he clearly had a very, very successful business life. But I, I don't know what he saw. I don't know. And you know, if I asked him, he probably wouldn't tell me because we got a, a such a good friendship that he'd probably tell me to shut up and laugh at me or something or to call me an idiot. I don't think he'll ever tell me, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Cause you know what he did? He gave me a chance. Yeah, he gave definitely. me an opportunity to, to show and to grow. And for that, I'll be forever thankful.
0: And you are, and you're paying it forward. And our journeys, you know, Particularly entrepreneurs, and that 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 brings me back to our, Are you going to be pitching? Because it's um, it is so cool. Pitch day, Shark Tank concept, the whole elevator pitch. I, I really hope if you're not. Well, I actually really hope you do it. And I believe for our March conference, it's pre recorded. So, and I think it's just ninety seconds. It is literally oh, wow. an elevator pitch Wow! and I, I think you would do fabulous. I think what is so cool about your story is your journey, clearly, and then just being comfortable and sharing Yeah. what was so, you know, was I, am I big or was I overweight or bigger than the other kids or where, where was I awkward or was I too young or was I too old? Well, that's childhood, <laughs> and then you get to adulthood, just, and then it, and then it's a whole different other. Am I this or am I that? And then yeah. all of a sudden, I think you know people like that get to where you are in life, in the great gracious space of yeah. gratitude, leadership, and coaching, and just bringing it forward. It's such an honor to have you in our in our community. Thank you. So much of our community is is seeing you know even just the welcome. You know, I always look and there you are. It is so important. It's so missing. This it um, is. it's so missing. And you got it when we first talked. And that's what this show is about. This show is about when people call you, they, they pick up a John, How you doing, my friend? That's what we want. That's what we're it's, missing.
1: It's relationships. And it everybody is. needs to understand that. I, I, and, I, and I think I, I do understand that, you know what, business, business is great and, and getting deals is fantastic. But you know what? Relationships are much more than that. I can go get a business deal for whatever amount it is. But if you've got no relationship with that person, okay. th- when you, you've got to sell again next year.
0: You
1: do. But if I build a relationship with that person, I've already sold that's right i don't need to sell he's that's already right. brought me he's not buying my brand he's buying me he's buying what i what i believe into he's buying my vision he's buying my philosophy and my passion and my drive and my ambition and i have to my job is to build that relationship and have that i don't ever need to sell to that person again because you know that is in imp- selling is impersonal selling is you know you're doing a bit of a selfish act of course you are you're trying to get somebody to per, you know whether you're selling a product or a service or whatever it is, you're asking someone to part with some money. Whether that's a product or whether it's physical cash, it's the same, right? We're asking someone to give me something in return and it's quite impersonal. And, and of course, you have to do that initially because that's just the game. But it doesn't mean it has to always be like that. Why not get to know the person? Why not create a, a relationship? I want to help each other. What else can I do for you? What else? I know that you've given me this, but what else can I do to help and support? And build something more. And you never need to sell that person ever, ever again. And no matter what happens, you've always got someone to go back to. Hey, how are you doing? Oh my God, I haven't seen you for months. How are you? That to me is so, so important. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, I I comment every time somebody joins. I'm the first person to comment on Twitter, on, on LinkedIn. And yes, I spend stupid amounts of time on LinkedIn, probably more than most people. And it's, it is also important for me to talk to talk to people and introduce to people I've got to know met so many of your members over the last few weeks it's been fantastic and you know in then introducing them to other people you know creating another network group between us and saying ah I know a guy that does that for you. Right. One second, let me get you his name. I spoke to him last week. Even if I can if we can't help each other, you know, not every meeting I go into means we come out with something. You know, we don't get sponsored like, every time I have a meeting. And it's not sometimes it doesn't work, but it doesn't mean I can't help that person. Actually, I know who can help you. Right. Let me get this guy's name. Let me reach out to him for you. Rather than just give an email address, I don't do that either. I introduce people. Hey, you got you said you needed this. Talk to this guy. Help each other. It's called a network for a reason.
0: That's right. It is. And we really do. Well, you make me think of a couple of things. You know, in my, in my, I wanted to study business psychology because I love business and I love people and putting those together. I just thought was the most brilliant thing ever when I heard about this program and I, I've been watching esports because I, I watch industries and I've, I've led, managed, built, and worked in over 20 different industries. And this industry is so interesting. Oh, this is where my miss was go out and play, be with friends. Where we missed it was the kids were being with friends, their friends were, it wasn't a video game being played alone. Correct. It was a community that was being built
1: we were socializing exactly. we were talking we were learning exactly. from each other and a matter of fact we were doing the best socializing you could ever do because we were doing it from different people from different countries from different backgrounds and you would never get that mixture in school and never exactly. ever locally ever be able to get that amount of different people from so many different environments in one place to talk and have something similar in common and drive to a common goal and it would just it just there's just nothing else that exists that can do that, and and esports did that, and it still does that today. And that's why it's really, really crucial that the education sector ties into esports, and they get involved, and they allow we, we let's let's push kids into doing esports if that's what they want to do. They will learn much more. Some of my best friends I've got live thousands of miles away from me. You know that one particular guy that I have known for 18 years through through gaming, and he travels from. He lives in Iceland. He he and he will travel every couple of years. He will come here. He will see me. He will get a local hotel and stay and and spend some time with me, my wife, and then we will then go back over to Iceland the following year, and we will go spend some time with him and see each other. And I met this guy from playing Counter Strike, and I could not see him for six months. The minute you get us on a call, it's like we've been back together like 18 years ago. And it's incredible the relationships that you can build from thousands of miles away and learning from different cultures and have a different understanding of what other people do. Or from just playing a game, because it's not just a game.
0: It's beyond the game.
1: Absolutely. I'm sure that was the World Cyber Games theme tune, actually. Beyond the game.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, it's always a pleasure to to talk with you and so what's next what's next for you what's next for for 7am what do you have what do you have cooking
1: (laughs) well i I don't want to give too many leaks away i mean of course we're going to continue to to expand our brand when we created 7am and the brand it was done with another purpose than just gaming We made and we wanted the brand to be very versatile, that we could take this brand, put it elsewhere in another business uh, that has nothing to do with eSports, and it still uh, look and feel like a normal brand. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we have another 7am brand cooking that has nothing to do with gaming, but it will tie in very, very nicely. And it's all around our brand and and, and the look and the feel uh, of our brand. That is probably the, one of the biggest plans for 2021 is to get this brand out uh, and to get uh, and to get that business running and of course continue expanding, continue helping and supporting people and empowering the people that are around me and that surround me and continue to grow. You know, I need more people. I need more people that want to join on my journey. I've got more room for people to come under my wing and to continue to to learn from my experiences and me learn from them. Like I said, I. I I don't know it all. I absolutely don't. And I don't ever believe I ever will. But I also learn at the same time, but I can, I can give so much. So we're just going to continue to grow and we're going to come and show the, the Americans what it's, what it's like to, for an EU org to, to, to come out there. We're going to come show you guys how it's done.
0: Wow. I imagine that your first stop will be Florida and there's a lot more happening there in the state.
1: There is. So I, I'm actually working with another organisation in Florida, in Miami. I, I, I'm providing them some support on a consultancy level. They're, they are—they're not a particularly young org in terms of the, the, the how long the business has been around, but they're very—they're they're very, they're young in their minds, and but they really want it. And for me, that's perfect. So I'm spending some time with these guys, helping them, supporting them, giving them some contacts, already talked about them joining the ESTA. So don't worry, being somebody else coming your way. um.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm not worried. You know, we're, we're, I talked to somebody this morning and they said, we're going to, I'll call you in a couple of days. And I said, I'll be here. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he said, I've been watching. It's been four years. And I said, yeah. (laughs) It's, it's been very special. It's been, John, it's, it's been the work of my life, which I'm sure you can say the same. And my, my, my grandfather, he didn't go by grandpa. He went by coach and he, you know, he used to just say, never stop learning. And I love how coaching has been so accepted in, in this space, probably more than community coaching collaboration. Jeez. I mean, those are like the three C's of B's sports
1: Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think coaching is still got a long way. I think coaching is only, I would say it's only recently accepted, especially from a player perspective. You know, it wasn't the norm to have coaches back in the day. You know, you would have your team of five and that was it. You had your team of five and you were expected to coach and learn from each other. And you had one person who was the in-game leader as such. And it was his responsibility to coach you, lead you, and still keep up with everybody else. And that was the job that I always took because I naturally want to do that. I naturally want to take this lead. And I always have this tactical thought process. And from playing Counter-Strike, that worked very well. You know, So I always took that lead and always took those extra responsibilities on. But you didn't have anybody else to do that. The, the coaches didn't exist. It was, I don't, know, I, I couldn't, get, I couldn't put a timestamp on it. But it, it just kind of happened. All of a sudden, you know, the big teams all of a sudden get an analyst and a coach, and then they get performance coaches, and and it's just it's grown into into this something completely different to what it was ten years ago.
0: Oh, for sure. And you know, th- I've seen that in all sports. You know, yeah. uh, here in Chicago, we have the retired basketball players' association you know and even in the evolution of my lifetime seeing how athletes are treated and cared for from all levels from more than nutrition mental wellness you know yeah. really truly caring for the human being and that 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 fascinates me that the you know the evolution of how much care we are giving as a community When I grew up, I remember my brothers saying they wanted to be professional. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those athletes, as you know, the the (laughs) it's a rough road. Right. And we and and we all learn from that.
1: It is. And I still, I still think they have lots more to learn from esports, actually. You know, we have took inspiration from them and other sports, you know, forever. And to be that sport was always our dream, actually. You know, you always wanted esports to be a sport uh, and considered a sport. Do we need it to be that Actually, I don't think we do. You know what? We're our own sport. We're esports. It's simple as, and we do things in a different way. And they can learn from us because we still, we still don't guide these youngsters who want to be professional athletes, whether that be soccer or NFL or baseball. And certainly over here in the UK, when it comes to, to, to football, they're just dropped like a stone. These 13, 14, 15-year-old kids who are ripped out of education to, and, and almost told they're going to be a superstar, yeah, and right. then actually they go, actually, you're not, so thank you very much, back down into the system you go. I mean, what are we doing to these people? Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you deal with that that trauma as a child mentally? And, and I'm sure some will, 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 will thrive from that, but I'm sure most will not. And esports doesn't do that. Because it's a much gradual, much more gradual effect, uh, right. and most of the time you have a passion and uh, for esports, and it it does start by playing with friends, so it starts much lower. It isn't this superstar, no superstar, goodbye, that you get in other sports. Uh, and esports does it in in a better way. It, it still happens, right? We still it still does happen in esports, and I still don't think we all take mental health as seriously in esports as as we should. And of course it's the old keyboard warrior issue that we have because you know people don't think they need to think about what they say and they don't either care or aren't interested on you know what how that message is perceived and have we have a long way to go uh, for right. that but that other issue doesn't really exist too much in eSports it's a much more gradual effect and you enjoy what you're doing because you can just play for fun
0: that's right
1: it's a choice and you don't tend to get that choice in other sports if you're really going for it.
0: Well, this has been just a great time that we've spent together, John Smith-Howell of 7am. What are your parting words?
1: Firstly, I want to thank you very much. This has been fantastic and I've really, really enjoyed it. And I could talk esports forever. So apologies for taking a a huge amount of your time. My my parting words, I think it's important that we stay humble and that, you know, whether you are a a player wanting to be professional, whether you are a business wanting to run a successful business within esports or, you know what, anything in life, just continue to learn. Every loss is a learning lesson always reflect -reflect, self-reflect 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 you can take so much from self-reflecting don't think about what what happened to you think why it happened and what can you do differently especially when it comes to gaming the biggest tip i've give any professional player or any player uh, who wants to play games is why did you die in this game think why what can you do differently? What could have you have done to avoid that? And when you start thinking in this process and, and this, this particular way, your mind frame changes. Learn every time. Go into everything in life with structure. What do you want to get from tomorrow? What is it you want to get out of tomorrow? And make sure you get that out. Whether it, and, and even if you lost, you still won because you took something away. You learn from that. And then you can then use that to your advantage and always be humble, win or lose.
0: Well, that's great parting advice. Thank you, John. Thank you. It's an honor to have you here and a member of the Esports Trade Association.
1: I'm really happy to be here. Thank you.
0: From all the way across the pond. Thank you for listening. The Esports Connected Podcast is part of the Esports Future Eye Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. If you love what you hear, please be sure to subscribe or follow and leave us a review.